Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to 15 Minutes with Lincoln. I am one of your two hosts, Timothy Robert Dunn, a common man in Chicago. And I am the other host, Abraham Lincoln, former president of these United States of America. Abe, we can't waste a lot of time today. It's been a big week. It has been a big week. It's been a huge week in politics. There's been a lot of things happening, and not a lot of people named for those things that have been happening. (laughs) Should we, let's just tick off... Let's say some things we would normally talk about, spend spend a little bit of time off. on. Uh, uh, Burt Reynolds passed away. Kingsman Secret Service is on FX. What? A Kingsman Secret Service is on FX. Okay. Any good? It's great. It's really good. I like the first one. I got to say, I did enjoy the first one. Oh, there's, yeah. Yeah. I, I think I, I saw, I've seen both. Very fantastical, very silly in its, in silly. its way. How's well, it? Oh, I mean, it's a, kind of a Bond parody, but like heightened to the extreme. A Bond I can't get into the history of James Bond. Too much happened politically this week. James Bond is a real person? No. He's kind of, um... You remember, uh... Sorry, the dog is climbing on me yeah. right now. Penny. <laughs> um, you remember when we talked about, uh, uh, Jason Bourne? I do, yes. So, um... That was Hawkeye. It's not Hawkeye, it's Matt Damon. Uh, Jason Bourne... I, hey, hey! We're getting distracted already. Oh, okay. We're gonna close this up real quick. Jason Bourne uh, is like James Bond, but if James Bond was British and a little more into, like, style. Oh, okay. Well, the Kingsmen, they got style. Okay, so, um, uh, man, where should we start? Uh, Let's start with this op-ed in the New York Times. Yeah, so the op-ed says that, hey, we are always undermining the president at every turn, and we're doing (laughs) it for the good of the nation. Which, I mean, okay, if you and I were voters for uh, uh, the president, if we had voted for Donald Trump, wouldn't that piss you off? I think so, especially because his whole point is that he was going to go in there and disrupt things and drain the swamp. Yeah. And now here it is, the swamp's rising again to take control. And it shouldn't be people in the White House's job to have to do this. It should be Congress. Yeah, but it does seem like they have some good cause to do so. Oh, I completely agree with you. So we were already kind of concerned about uh, this because of uh, Bob Woodward's book, Yes. Came out this week. Uh, Fear uh, something? Yeah, I What's watched the... that movie, by the way, on Hobo Now. What are we talking about? The all, the President's Men. Oh, All the President's Men. Yeah. Is that the one with uh, you don't you can't handle the truth? No. Uh, I didn't hear that in this one. Okay. I think, but I did I did see, it's got the dad from Meet the Fockers. Okay, and, Robert De Niro. And, well, no, not that dad, the Fokker, not the... Dustin Hoffman. Okay. Oh. And then it's got uh, the guy who's in Captain America's Secret... Uh, a summer soldier who at the end dies and is like hail hydra okay yeah i know who you're talking about uh older gentleman uh, uh i can't remember i know who you're talking about yeah, yeah. anyway kind of steals that movie it's pretty cool okay we were just talking about dustin hoffman anyway bob he Wo- was in a production he was in a production of uh death of a salesman that's uh they filmed it i would just love you to take a look at that it's maybe the most important american uh play so if you have time oh okay okay yeah, I would say the most important play would probably be the one that a president was killed at, but that was a pretty tough performance. You got me. I, I, I don't... People not, don't really... some, not some play that was happened to be filmed with the dad from Meet the Fockers in it. I mean, you know what? I'm going to stand up for myself here. Raise your hand if you went to theater school. Okay. Okay, cool. You know what they didn't really talk about a whole lot? Our American cousin. Oh, okay. It's not really a notable well, work. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Yeah. I couldn't even tell you what it was about. Where were we? The we're, op-ed. No, before the op-ed this week. Uh, yes. We were already. Book. We were already pretty convinced that the president was being undermined by people in his own White House 
for the sake of the nation because that was what was reported by multiple people in Bob Woodward's book. And you've been back uh, almost two years now or something like that. Do you know who Bob Woodward is? No, that's why I said I looked it up. Okay. And then I saw there was a movie about him, The <laughs> President's Men. I, now I know what you're referencing. You're referencing the movie about Watergate. Yes. Yes, I remember uh, Woodward and Bernstein and Deep Throat and yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay, so I thought that movie, I thought it was, I knew it was in the past, but it could be going on right now. No. So... The whole point of that movie is that they don't tell you who that deep throat is. They don't right. give up their sources. But I also saw that, you know, Bob Woodward in his book, he doesn't name his sources and he says he has a lot of them. And then you listen to the conversation that he had on the phone with the president, correct? Hard to listen to. In fact, let me drop in a clip right here. Tough, tough to listen to. Very right? tough to listen yeah. to. Okay, I don't mean to backtrack and I know it seems like we're jumping all over the place, but yeah. I just want to give the... Listeners, some context for the weeks in case they weren't living it this week like we were. <laughs> that we were already thinking, okay, the president is a buffoon and he has to get his. his the aides people to help around him. him think he's an idiot, uh, a moron. He doesn't know anything. Right. Yeah. Before this op ed was even published by someone inside the White House. Yeah. Now, I would say on top of this that the president, unfortunately, does kind of have a point. He can really kind of back someone into the corner when he's just like, well, how come these sources aren't named? It's a point that certainly resonates with the rest of the real America and folks who don't really understand how journalism works, is it not? Like that there's someone, it's, it would be easy to make something up and say, oh, sources have told me this. Sure, I guess you have to have a common belief in journalism as a practice or perhaps the New York Times. And maybe the Times wasn't the best venue for this essay. I, I don't really know. Well, so imagine if I said... Wow, sources sources are saying that Abraham Lincoln is a big old dog. He looks uh, more jacked and tan than ever. He's looking very jacked and tan these days. Sure. And then you'd be like, okay, what sources? I can't I can't divulge my sources, but sources are saying this. But you don't have a history of reporting or reporting facts and and reporting on the news. Oh, I thought you were going to say I don't have a history of being jacked or tan. <laughs> so I don't think we need to get into that. Okay. Um, the point is, though, um, uh, 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 where was I going with this? Well, the pre I'm just saying that it's unfortunate that the president kind of does have that, and I hate to use this phrase, a trump card, that whenever these reports come out, first he acts like he doesn't care. He's like, blah, 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 more, another negative book about me, I, mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. And then it's true that he does seem to care because he not only tries to deflect this by saying all the good things he's doing at all times, he yeah. then goes on and on about how, well, this is faulty journalism and fake news because you won't name your sources. But you don't think that if, because it, it couldn't have been just, you know, from what I understand, there's probably at least three or four people that know who the person is at the New York Times. There's just too many letter, let, uh, levels of bureaucracy and too many people that need to collaborate on a story like this. You don't think that if someone just said, I'm, I got this idea, I'm going to make this up about the president, you don't think they'd be called out on, on that? Well, I don't think anyone's, like, a journalist was just making something up. Yeah. Uh, I I guess it's hard. It's just as easy to believe that as it is to that someone has an agenda. They want to report negatively on the president, and so then they're going to do so. We're trying to teach her not to do tug-of-war, so I noticed you just did tug-of-war. Well, yeah, and I will notice that because you gave me a look, I had to seed the instrument, and mm -hmm. I lost tug-of-war in it. One thing I'll tell you is you never want to lose anything to a dog. Because you give it an inch, they take a mile. You hear that? Yeah, I heard that. 
Timothy, this dog of yours, where did you even get this book? You gave it to me. You forced it on me at Christmas. Anyways, what else do we need to say about this op-ed or Woodward's book? Um, well, Woodward has multiple sources. He says that he has lots of people who have been telling him these things. Does yeah. he not? And then someone goes on record at the New York Times. Well, I guess not on record, but writes something and says, yeah, it's all true. We do this for the country. So I don't know what to think. Unfortunately, I just wish more people would go on record. Is is that's see? This is what I want to ask you: Is what this person did is that should they be applauded for it, or is this an act of cowardice? I think it's an act of cowardice. Are you talking about uh, writing the essay or doing the work itself that they're doing in the administration? No, I don't think doing the work itself is an act of cowardice because I do think that there's. It seems like a very complicated time. You're not getting this again. I will win this tug of war, dog. So you. <laughs> You think that writing the essay the is an act of cowardice. I think the president is obviously not prepared for his job, and I think yeah. his voters know that. They're like, but we need someone to shake it up. And like I said in the past, he's symbolic. He's just a guy who was willing to be in the office sure. and stand up against the football players who kneel. Like, that's all he's there for. He's not there to make minute decisions. He's yeah. there to kind of give a, a symbolic or, or <laughs> signal things, and so that's what he's doing. So this person wants to work in the White House. They want to enact these policies that they support, but when the Trump administration ends, however it ends, they want to be able to say, yay, I was the hero that wrote this essay, remember me? You think they want to be able to say that? I think so, yeah. Okay. So I think there's going to be, when the Trump administration ends, whether in two years or six years, I think there are going to be so many Republicans that come out and say, yeah, it was pretty terrible, but, you know, we listen, we recognize that that was an awful time, but they did nothing now. Yeah, well, maybe that's a good move because things tend to, like, you know, after a few years, people will be sick of Trump one way or the other and people won't want to ride on his coattails and there'll be a way, convenient way to distance yourself from sure. it. But that being said, I think if you're really going to go all the way, you should say, yeah, I've been doing this. I wrote this op-ed. Then this is just, my name. And you could probably just accept your uh, being, you know, resign or, or accept sure. your fate as being fired. You're going to get a book deal. That's for sure. Amen, brother. <laughs> we could write a pretty good book, you and I. Yeah, what kind of book? Um, well, you could just talk about how your life has improved since I've come back into it. A lot of things in my life have not improved since you've come into it. Like how? You kissed... Uh, you, uh, my girlfriend kissed you. And um, I lost my job. I lost, we, I lost my recording studio that I was working in. I lived at the YMCA uh, with a roommate who held, like... Who had multiple assault rifles under his bed. This is all what's happened since you've come back and started a podcast with me. Yeah, but we've created a lot of content, Let's, bro. Let me just ask you one little button on the uh, op-ed thing. Would you have thrown this journalist in jail if you'd have, uh, like, the journalist that helped with the story? Well, is there a journalist on records who's... Uh, who's there are a few people at the New York Times that, uh, uh, I guess, the op-ed, you know, editor. Well, if it was... Yeah, I probably would have said, hey, tell me who this person was or I'll put you in jail. And then they'd be like, I'm not giving up my sources. And then I'd be like, great, I'm putting your kids in jail. Now tell me this name. Okay, let's move on to the Kavanaugh hearings. Does anyone look good in these Kavanaugh hearings? Um, ugh, we're talking about the, the, Supreme, the Supreme Court just. These things are good television for you people? No, not for me. I think it's, um, it's just theater, right? It's just political theater. Um, it's a real Our American Cousin out there. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, it certainly seems like 
getting shot in the head. I tell you that much. Watching it is the same experience as yeah. watching that play. I mean, the... so like he's gonna get it, right? Yeah. So why have the hearings? Yeah. Why? Well, I mean, he should have to answer for things he, he's done in the past. But there is such a dumb theatricality to the entire thing, and um, man. I, I'm trying to think what I find most disgusting the about all of this. The fact that these appointments are so such a big um, election issue, and um, now we've suddenly, basically we get to vote every four years on what the Constitution means. Yeah, that, I mean, that's, that's all a big deal, but then there's also, like, he gets to pretend like he doesn't have opinions as a human being. Right, because it's all, he's bound by what the Constitution says? Yes, and that's ridiculous. He's a, he's a human being with experiences and thoughts and feelings. And he gets to hide behind this mask of the judiciary. Um, and I just... If he's going to do that, why even have these hearings? But I guess there's, you know... And they love saying it. There's precedent. There's precedent of no Supreme Court justice has to respond to a hypothetical or anything like that. There's that precedent? Yeah. I felt like that was all they ever did. <laughs> no, well, what happens is they go... You know, what would happen if, uh, uh, you know, a case came before you about abortion? Would you overturn Roe v. Wade? And they say, well, that's a hypothetical. I'm not going to respond to a hypothetical in this hearing. So we don't end up finding anything really about them. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, they didn't really have hearings like this back in your time. See, the thing is about, uh, as your dog chews up the television remote, uh-huh. the thing is, is that um, Kingsman Secret Service is that he's kind of like a lower-class guy, and he has no business being selected for this, like, high-class, like, job as being a secret spy. This, hey, Abe, this better fucking come around. Um, this better come around. Uh, so he's always got kind of a chip on his shoulder, uh-huh. and they do this training exercise where they're like, okay, there's eight of you, but only seven of you have parachutes that work, so pair up. Are we talking about the first I'm talking about the first one. Okay. I haven't talked about the second one yet with the... With the cowboys in it. Yeah, the American uh, Kingsman. Yeah, yeah, where the bald guy dies. Okay, spoilers for Kingsman. Well, he steps uh, on a two. lamb. Yeah. I, I, it's a good franchise. It's got some good... That's some good intellectual property. You were making a point? You were bringing it home with this point you were making? I'm not sure I was. Okay. Politics just a little too much. And this is one thing where eh, we don't have a whole lot to say in this right now. There's not much we can change. And might as well just leave it out. And all these other... Senators trying to get those gotcha moments for their fundraising and the YouTube clips. We don't need to. See, I don't need to see this. Yeah, I get that. It's kind of like though at the end of the first Kingsman, when he rescues the Swedish princess, and she's like, "If you save the world, you that's can. a weird moment." Yeah, and then he does it, but then the bald guy watches. Yeah, but it, he, he watches we setting his... him up to be romantically linked to the other girl spy? No, we were, but then, you know, at the second movie, he's still with the Swedish princess. Why isn't he with the girl spy? He doesn't need to be with the girl spy. He's with the Swedish princess. That's very weird. And then the family's not sure he's worth it, but then he saves the day because she gets that disease that, ever, that the going around that the, um, woman, the bad woman's spreading. I don't know what you're talking about. So anyway, but like imagine... He just, the ball guy just watches him, watches him. Sure, do yeah. It with the... he's uh, he's a voyeur. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> so that's kind of like these Kavanaugh hearings. <laughs> like if you like, if you like watching something grotesque. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe you find I don't know. Yeah, okay. I'm being like 
a little more vague in my movie recap than usual. <laughs> so you really have to have seen this movie to know what I'm talking about. Is there anything else politics-wise? I mean, there was so much, but like, it feels like the op-ed really took over the week, didn't it? Yeah, I think so. But it, it shows that every time you kind of forget that the White House is in disarray and that it's dysfunctional and the president doesn't know what he's doing, things like this happen to remind you that that's what's happening. Mm. And you know what's worse is it probably doesn't matter. Because like I said, he's a... He's not elected on anything else other than being symbolic and spouting off with the mouth against our enemies for all the people who have lost everything. Yeah. And he gives them a voice. And that's pretty much all he gives them. Nothing's going to really change. You notice that? No, I absolutely. I and mean, he's not bringing people together. That's That seems to have never no, been No, but the his. country's not really going to look any different. Does it look Oh, better? I agree with you. No, no it doesn't. It's just the present... Just, you know, is willing to to talk bad about things and, sure, yeah, be an idiot. And people like that. I guess so. The guy at the end of the bar, he seems like, you know, one of us, that kind of a thing. Yeah, kind of like Andrew Jackson a little bit. Where I you... just think people need to expect more from the guy at the end of the bar. You know what I mean? Yeah, it goes back and forth. We just had that law professor as president. <laughs> How'd that work? I liked it. Not all of it, but I liked it. Um, I th- yeah, I don't, I just don't think there's, uh, anything else. Folks, uh, as usual, uh, and listen, this was not going to be our normal episode. We were going to watch The Greatest Showman, and we were going to talk all about The Greatest Showman today. Right. Uh, instead, there was too much politics to talk about. Um, as always, if you leave us a five-star review on iTunes, and you, uh, uh, write the name of a movie that you want us to review, we will dedicate an entire episode to reviewing that movie. Um, or if you have questions for me or Abe, email us at 15 minutes with Lincoln at gmail.com. That's numerical one five minutes with Lincoln at gmail.com. Can we check to see if we have any questions recently? I haven't checked lately. We will check next week. We should check. Yeah. Here's a question I have for listeners. Do you think I talk about movies too much? Like, is it kind of a crutch? <laughs> do you, you want to get a new hobby? No, I just think like you're so busy keeping up with politics and News is just so depressing. I'd much rather just watch whatever's on FX. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Let me say this. You did a great job this week keeping up with politics. It Thank was hard you. to avoid, of course. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm beginning to worry. I I like the FX movies too much. Mm. Seriously, The Death of a Salesman. It, whether you read it or watch it or... I think it just it just says so much about like, post-World War II America. So. Well, I'll see ya. He didn't say no. He didn't say no. Maybe maybe he's back there in the afterlife. Maybe he's running into Arthur Miller and he's like, give me like a quick Cliff Notes version of Death of a Salesman. Maybe we'll have Arthur Miller on. I don't think we're going to have Arthur Miller on. Okay, thanks everybody. Bye. <laughs>